We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on? Welcome into another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. Sponsored by our friends over at BetMGM. Make sure you head over there and use our promo code GRINDERS. That's going to get you a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Take advantage. Must be 21 years or older, and you'll hear all the disclaimers at the end of this show, let me get to my boys. See how week seven? Well, I already know how week seven was. We're gonna we're gonna quickly move through week seven uh, and turn the page. Forward thinking show here, notorious head chopper joining me as they do each and every week. Chop, let's start with you, buddy. Again, week seven uh, was tough on the bats. We we've been hot overall. Been a good first uh, six seven weeks of the season. Last week. Not so much. Hopefully DFS was better. College, something chop. Give me some good news here on this Wednesday. How you doing, my man? All right. I mean, good news. Uh, it's good and bad. The good news is I think I think I may have solved my uh, problem with StreamYard and right. our streaming, and I think we're so. Gonna, we're going to knock on wood here. Hopefully we're we, knock we got chop for the whole show. The, uh, the bad news in regards to that is I think the reason why – I was having problems was my internet. And the reason why my internet was wrong was because I think my internet provider was screwing me just to get oh, the egg, to get another 20 bucks a month now to, to bump up some more speed. So I could have some more, like, it's such a scam. I go all these years and the speed is fine. Then all of a sudden, you know, I, you know, I'm, I haven't upgraded. So then they all of a sudden they start pulling away some of my speed and all of a sudden I'm having problems and now I got to upgrade again. So Terrible cycle. These these big. These big we got we got to name names. Call them out here. Let's, man, let's, I don't want them. Put them on blast. I don't want them to come in and clip my wires, man. Whew. But it's it's spectrum, and that and that's fine. You know, I I, I go I uh, went I went to go look for Google Fiber because I heard some really good things about it, but not available in my area. So I'm sticking with Spectrum from now. But it's crazy, man. The speeds are fine for like all these years, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, they start slowing down mysteriously. And so, oh, sir, you need the upgrade to the the next package up, another 20 bucks a month. Oh, all right. So, so far, so good. We'll see if that's the problem, if that holds up. But crazy, man. What a scam. Well, we'll know if anyone from Spectrum is listening to the show. If Chop starts to disappear, gets choppy here in the next coming weeks, uh, we'll know why. So, uh, no, no, no issues with your internet over there, my man. How was week seven? How you doing on this fine Wednesday? Sorry, my mom's trying to call me right at the start of the show. Just, oh, there we go. Just happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the internet going out, it's like the iPhone, you know, loses battery um, when you have the older iPhone. So you have to go and get the new iPhone, even though they all pretty much do the same thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Other than uh, betting, other than Survivor, other than it's snowing uh, right now after being 70 degrees last week. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe I could be doing a little better. All right. Well, we're going to pretend week seven was the old Internet, the old iPhone. We're, we're upgrading here in week eight. It was not great. Obviously, uh, the Survivor picks uh, were in New England last week. Uh, we all saw how that game went, which took out a, a, the majority of people in a Survivor, the, the one that I was looking at. Almost 40% of the, of the pool had uh, New England as their pick. So 
Uh, not a great week. We turn forward. We turn the page. We look ahead. Uh, and we'll get back on track here for week eight, guys. So let's dive in. Thursday night football should be a good one here, we, we think. Uh, on paper, this looks like a good one. Baltimore and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, a lot of line movement here uh, in this one. This opened up Tampa Bay minus three. It has swung all the way in favor of Baltimore. Minus one is where we sit currently here at BetMGM. We'll be using their uh, odds here throughout the show as the sponsor. The show total at 45 and a half. So, Nola, we'll stay with you. I mean, two teams that have drastically uh, disappointed so far. You know, Tom Brady just not looking the same. Everything going on in his personal life. You know, Lamar Jackson's had three or four down games in a row. The, the lone bright spot, Gus Edwards returning to that lineup looked good uh, last week. So, big line movement here. Uh, thoughts here Thursday night to Lamar against Brady. Yeah, this is a tough one. You know, the Bucks ended up losing last week to the Panthers, which was uh, incredibly bad. But I was super happy because I uh, didn't have them in Survivor. And then, uh, obviously, Patriots went down uh, on Monday night. So that didn't help me whatsoever. I don't know. We keep thinking, you know, maybe this is the game that Brady bounces back. But maybe it's just not going to happen. Um, I haven't been that impressed with the Ravens. But they did get Gus Edwards back. Their ground game looked a little bit better. So I will take the road team here, but I do not feel great about it. All right, Chop, let's get over to you here. Thursday night football, Ravens, Bucks, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, both guys kind of struggling from what we're used to here. Uh, and big line movement here in this one. Are you with the movement? Or are you taking the home team with the points? Oh, man. This is getting borderline, like, I don't want to say must win, but it's, it's borderline, like, what's happening here with Tom Brady. I mean, three and four, can they go three and five and still think? It just looks so bad, but the Baltimore's not impressing me at all either. So this is a really tough game. I don't even have any inkling of what's going to happen in this game. I'll, I guess if I was going to say anything, I'll lean towards the under just because the offenses are underperforming so drastically right now. The two quarterbacks aren't playing very well, so I lean towards the under. But this is a real toss-up in terms of underperformers here. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no best bets for me here on this one either. Just kind of looking at uh, some of the splits here right now. 78% of the bets uh, rolling in on the Ravens, which is driving a lot of that line movement. Everyone uh, ready to bury Tom Brady uh, and company here. So I would have a lean towards the home team just as a fade to public here uh, in this one and probably grab the money line near even odds uh, instead of the one point. We'll see if it moves any further. Likely settles in around a pick, uh, if I had to guess here, on this game. But again, I'm with you guys. Kind of hesitant on on both of these teams. Not a, not a game I really want to uh, put any USD on. So I will pass, again, small lean to the home team, the Tampa Bay Bucks. All right, let's move to Sunday. Another London game on the books. Uh, the proverbial home team, uh, year in and year out in London. Uh, they're, they're home away from home, the Jacksonville London Jaguars are taking on the Denver Broncos. Uh, this has stayed at open Jaguars minus two and a half. Uh, the total hasn't moved that much either down at 39 uh, and a half. So chop, we'll stay with you. Jacksonville. It's been a roller coaster. As Derek knows, it's been up, it's been down uh, some good, some bad Denver. Uh, we'll see if Russell Wilson back in that lineup or not. Uh, Rippon certainly did not look great uh, last week. So Two teams with a lot of question marks going across the pond, total under 40. Get excited for this game in London, Chop. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'll say that much about it. I just read a tweet. I just can't. It might be real. I don't know. It might <laughs> be a parody. <laughs> I read this tweet. Russell Wilson told reporters he spent four hours working out and rehabbing on the Broncos' flight to London. He said he was doing high knees in the aisle while his teammates slept. <laughs> I can't believe that that's true. I, I can't I, believe. I, I absolutely believe that, 100%. A four-hour or flight, this big, long flight to London, and these guys, everybody's sleeping and catching up on – and this, he's doing high knees in the aisle. I can picture it, but it's almost parody at this point. Russell is – I just – I don't know, man. I don't know what happened to Russell after college. He was so good. He was so cool in college, man. Yes, but, he was. I don't know what happened, but – uh, he should he should be back this week. He needs to be back. If he's not back, Broncos will get rolled. But if he's back, I think they got a shot here. So uh, I'm going to play the hunch that he's going to play and maybe play after the time off, you know, maybe that kind of rejuvenates him a little bit. So I'm going to take the Broncos here. Just a lean, though, nothing special. 
All right, let's go to our Jacksonville Jags expert here. I always love to get uh, his input on this team. And, and just looking at this, Notorious, I'm staying away. I, I, I don't know what Jacksonville team <laughs> is going to show up. Now, if you're a Travis Etienne owner in fantasy, you're loving life. James Robinson uh, shipped off to the New York Jets uh, earlier uh, this week. So, you know, it's a, it's a decent spot against Denver. They haven't been great against the run. So ETN, a guy you can look at in DFS this week. But, uh, no, no, what are, what are we doing here? You tell us. Jags, do you trust them here as favorites in London? Uh, or are you with Chop on the Denver side? Yeah, did a quick Google search to see uh, Jacksonville's record in London. They're 4-4. Four and four, But the, the question that kept popping up is why do they keep playing so much in London? And, <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. You know, as a, as a fan, I don't love – Losing the home game, uh, you know, half the time. But uh, anyway, uh, I mean, now we're hearing rumors that the Broncos are going to be trading Bradley Chubb if they lose this game. So I, I have no idea what's going on with either of these teams. It's a complete stay away from me. Generally like to lean toward the under in these London games. But I mean, that's really low number as is. So uh, I'm abstaining and uh, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I think I'm with you here. I, I don't even have a lean. In. I get, I'd be with you. The lean would be the under, but on that low of a number, I mean, that's – uh-oh, Chop's got something here. I don't – like, he just mentioned Bradley Chubb in trade rumors, and Bradley Chubb just got drafted a few years ago. Not too long ago. Like, and then, and then also that just re- that reminded me that I just heard Jerry Judy's name yep. in trade rumor. Well, so – before the season starts, you bring in Russell because you think, man, we got a chance for a Super Bowl. Do you think it's all magically gone now? I don't think it's all magically like a terrible franchise that you need to trade all your good players. Can you guys see that you have made a terrible error in your coaching decision? Why trade the whole franchise away and keep the coach when the coach is the problem? Just get rid of the coach and move on. Just- even if it's right now, even if that's after this week, like we lose this week, let's not trade Bradley Chubba, an incredible defensive lineman, and, and Jerry Judy, who's never really had the chance to blossom in the NFL. Let's just fire the coach. Forget it. we made a we made a, a seven week mistake. My bad. Leave, we'll move on now. Yeah. Leave trade his ass right? in London. Leave his yes. ass there. Yes. We're going home. Are you gonna be looking around John Travolta style? Where, where's the plane? It's not here. You're stuck in London. We're moving on without I'm with you. How do you spend all that money on Russell Wilson? You lose your franchise running back. What what is it gonna do to, to trade away some of your young pieces that are supposedly uh, your building blocks and hey, try to draft again? That Russell and, contract. you I mean you paid the guy. Like you're stuck with that. What do you? Why would you trade everybody? You're stuck with this guy. Were you going to rebuild around Russell when he's 45 years old? And you're going to let this guy make draft picks for you, who is not a good coach. So you're going to take all these picks and and become worse, likely. So, no, no. Any thoughts on this with with the Broncos? No, love the love the tangent and uh, agree with everything you guys are saying. Just unreal. Yeah, it's hack. When your name's hack, you don't belong to be a coach. You're a hack. Move on. All right, let's see. Uh, Sunday main slate. Let's see if it gets any better here. We got the Bears uh, and the Cowboys up next. Uh, If you're watching us on YouTube, first of all, hit that thumbs up button. We appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe uh, to the channel. But on the screen, you see scoresandodds.com. You hear us talking about each and every week. If you are not uh, utilizing that, checking it out. In my opinion, uh, you are missing out a ton of great information, just the basics. And there's so much to this site, but comparing the odds across the different books is very important, getting the best price. And you'll see there's going to be different odds uh, all across the board. You'd be surprised at some of the spreads that you see between these numbers. So getting that, the, the Parley IQ tool, it's going to help you build a plus EV, same game parlays, regular parlays, Uh, First of its kind in the industry. So if you have not investigated, checked it out yet, uh, go and do that. All three of us contribute to to the site each and every week. So scoresandodds.com. Wanted to give them uh, a plug here as we utilize it each and every week here on the show. All right, Bears, Cowboys up next. Chicago coming off a stunner. uh, Destroyed the the survivor hopes. A big win in New England. I don't know that anybody saw that coming, especially the way they did it. 33-14. to Uh, Offense finally comes alive. Justin Fields uh, looks good in that game. So we'll see if they can keep that rolling here. Chop, your Cowboys look good. The defense looks good. Detroit, we'll see if they get it going. Nope. The defense uh, shuts down 
uh, the Lions last week. So uh, we'll start with you here, Chop. This is your squad. Big number here. Uh, nine and a half for the latest spread at BetMGM in favor of the Cowboys. That's down from a 10 at open, 42 and a half on the total. So you believe what you saw out of the Bears, I guess is the question here. It's a pretty big spread here. Dak you know, returned to the lineup, didn't have to do a whole lot in that game. Zeke a little bit banged up. We'll keep an eye on him. Top of the spread too high, not high enough. Uh, what are we doing here, Bears and Cowboys? Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to go ahead and take a moment to, uh, you know, eat some crow. At the beginning of the year, I said the Cowboys were going to punt this year and that they were looking forward to next year and that I thought they had the pieces in place next year, make a couple of moves and, to, and you know, get a good draft pick and they could be in the Super Bowl next year. But they've they've gone full throttle with this this year and they look – the defense looks legit, man. It looks really good. You got the biggest game record on defense in the game out there. I didn't – like Parsons is incredible. So uh, they look good. And under the radar, they just made a move yesterday to pick up Jonathan Hakins from the Raiders a couple years ago. He graded out as the top run stopper in the middle of the defensive line. Now, he you know, had a rough couple years, but all they did was swap a sixth for a seventh round pick. So they basically gave up nothing to, ha- to have this guy bring, bring him in and give him a shot. So they're actually getting a little stronger on defense now. And there's trade rumors with DJ Moore's name thrown out there. So I'm very intrigued by Dallas. I think there is a chance that they could be they could really make some waves this year, man. So props to them. Uh, I think – no, I think the Bears thing was a fluke on Monday night. They did talk about that we're going to change up Lamar, change up the offense a little bit to look a lot like Lamar's offense in Baltimore. So maybe that's how Fields got there. But uh, Fields is going to have a tough time. He's going to have to run for like 150 yards here if he's going to – and I don't think that's going to happen. So – I don't think they drop back and pass for anything. He'll be lit up all day long. So I'm going to lock in the Cowboys here as uh, as one of my best bets this week. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm also locking in the Cowboys here. I, I, it feels like the public's going to be all over the Bears. Look what they did last week. And we're seeing that uh, in the early betting market, 70% of the bets uh, on the Chicago Bears with the points here. You had 60% of the money uh, with Dallas here. So this is always changing. Another feature uh, here at Scores and Odds uh, that I really enjoy. So I'm with you, Chop. I, I could see a shutout here, to be honest. Yeah, the Bears look great. They they kind of stunned New England, and which was playing well. But really, who did New England beat that, that you're overly like, wow, they, they're playing at a high level. They don't even know who their quarterback is anymore. So it, it was kind of a weird situation here. And kudos to the Bears. But this is a different monster. This defense is legit. I, I think Chicago is going to be really held down. Like you said, Fields is going to have to be – Superman in this one to, to get any kind of offense generated. So I see another ugly game similar to last week. Dallas just gets it done defensively. At the end, you look up, it's 20, 23 to six. I, I see a similar type game here. I'm also locking in the Cowboys as the best bet. No, no, three for three here. Or are you riding away with the Bears and Justin Fields? Yeah, I'm going to go make it three for three. I mean, I certainly see the argument for the Bears. Um, they want to run the ball and, you know, they're changing up their offense to let Fields run the ball more. So when you have nine and a half points spread, I mean, certainly, you know, a a scenario where the Bears just keep the game close, grind out the clock. But they're not a team that you can, uh, you know, expect to play well from behind. If the Cowboys build a big lead, I just don't think, uh, you know, the Bears are going to have enough firepower. Plus, they're playing on a short week. Plus, they're playing back-to-back road games. So I am locking in the Cowboys as well. All right, Cowboys on the board. First best bet for everybody. Let's move on to the Raiders and Saints up next. Couple two-win teams here. Desperate uh, in need of a win here. A lot of line movement in this one as well. It opened up New Orleans minus one and a half. That has swung to the Vegas side. They now find themselves as one and a half point favorites. Big total here at 50, Noto. So the Raiders uh, look good last week. Uh, kind of pull away at the end with a few tur- turnovers against uh, the Houston Texans now go on the road as favorites. Josh Jacobs, guy's been incredible. I mean, I, I'm getting questions. Should I trade Jonathan Taylor for Josh Jacobs? I mean, the guy's been that good. So can this wave continue for him, for this team? Saints, we got to see. Is it Dalton, who, who we saw put up a ton of yards, but a lot of turnovers as well? Jameis back in that lineup. What receivers are healthy? So as always, the Saints a big question mark with injuries, but Big total game here, Noto. Who do you got, Raiders or Saints? 
Yeah, love seeing Josh Jacobs play well. Uh, we talk about it a lot, you know, guys in contract years that uh, just end up having the best years of their career. So uh, good to see him playing well. Uh, I think everyone kind of got that situation wrong. You know, the Raiders drafted Zamir White, and they kind of they didn't give uh, Jacobs the extension, so it kind of looked like, you know, things were going to turn there. But he's been awesome this year. The defense is playing a little bit better for the Raiders. Um, you know, they had a bye two weeks ago, so – I think I'm going to take the road team. The Saints just continually let me down. Anytime I think they're in a good spot, they just don't cover the spread. So I don't like betting against uh, New Orleans at home, but I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think they're still, you know, alive in the AFC. Chop, let's get over to you. Uh, Saints, Raiders, two teams, again, that have disappointed. It seems like most of the NFL, we, we can label a disappointment to outside of maybe Philadelphia and a couple teams in the AFC. But uh, these two teams both need a win here. Uh, Raiders riding high after last week. Saints, again, a lot of injury questions. Uh, what are you doing in this one, Chop Vegas and New Orleans? Yeah, the injuries are – that's the big question about the Saints. I can't I can't pull the trigger on the Saints with all the injuries that are out there. I, I mean, I've seen enough of Andy Dalton now. There's no way he's going to be the uh, – he's going to replace Jameis when, if Jameis is 100% healthy or else he shouldn't replace him. Yeah, so too many injuries on the Saints. I have to ride with the Raiders, who came off the bye and looked pretty decent. I expect them to kind of carry it over this week. So I would lean towards the Raiders, but nothing big unless I heard all the injury news. That injury news is going to be big for New Orleans. They're under the radar, they're beat up on defense too, man, and yep. that's costing them big time. Yeah, both sides of the ball, certainly a ton of injuries uh, for that team. So uh, it, it's tough to make a call on this one early in the week. I would be with you, Chop, uh, on the Raiders' side if I had to make a pick right now, but uh, likely a stay away from me. We'll see if they can get a little bit healthy uh, on both sides of the ball, but uh, still a lot of questions to be answered uh, in that one. All right, let's move on. Carolina, Atlanta up next. We got uh, Atlanta four and a half point favorites. That's been bet down from six and a half total at 41 in this one. We saw Carolina pull a shocker and maybe not with as bad as Tampa Bay has been playing, but they get the 21 to three win uh, over Tom Brady and company Atlanta. We, we said it last week, you know, we were waiting for the wheels to fall off. They go to Cincy and they certainly got smacked around uh, by the Bengals. So coming back home here uh, to take on a divisional rival. So, Chop, what happens here? Carolina riding high, Atlanta coming off the loss. So we see the line movement, obviously in favor of Carolina, driving this line down to four and a half. Has it come far enough? What are you doing here, Panthers, Falcons? These are your Falcons. I, I mean, I should probably defer to you, but uh, that's kind of a big number for Atlanta, even, even at home. And yeah, Carolina, though, they kind of stink. But then again, they looked as good as they did all year long la last week. Like I don't, I don't know how Deontay Foreman is still running this well in the in the NFL coming off of a couple years ago. He blew out his Achilles, and usually that's like the end of it for running backs, man. In the NFL, he's still running hardcore. So could they be better without McCaffrey? I don't know. PJ Walker's out there running around. He's he's you know he's probably better than Mayfield in general. He's mobile and stuff. So. I don't know. It's an interesting matchup here, man. I don't have a lean either way. I'm going to defer to to our uh, Falcons expert here. He usually gets usually gets the Falcons picks 100. percent All right, I got, I'm locking in a best bet uh, with with the Falcons again this week, and I am getting back on the train. So jump jumped on six and zero to start the year with the Falcons. We jumped off last week. Getting back on the train here, and the reason why. I think the public really overvaluing Carolina right now. Look, it was a great win. You know, are they better than without McCaffrey? Maybe. I know most people think that that's crazy, but Foreman Hubbard both look good. They finally got DJ Moore back involved in that offense. Defense uh, is certainly the strength of this team, but uh, no, no, I'm, I'm going back to the Falcons here. I just think the public going to be all over Carolina here. You're going to get a team that, that's hardly being bet on here. Everyone's staying off the train. Let's get back aboard here. I'm glad this line has come down. Feel much better at four and a half than I would at six and a half. I'm locking in the Falcons. Best bet once again here in week eight. So are you with me? Are you staying on the sidelines here of this train? What are you doing here, Panthers, Falcons? Yeah, it kind of seems like the best time to bet the Falcons is when everybody doesn't want to. I mean, the first, uh, what, five weeks, nobody wanted to bet on them. They covered the spread. Then everybody hopped on them last week, and uh, they got blown out. 
And as someone that likes to roster Kyle Pitts and lose a lot of money doing it, I mean, they're down three touchdowns and they're still running the ball 60% of the time. Um, so this team, they're going to run the ball and I think they're going to have success doing it at home against this Panthers team. So I'm with you. I'll take the Falcons. I don't think I'm going to lock them in, but uh, yeah, that's my side for sure. Sidebar here on the Falcons, uh, j- just for a minute. You know, we-, we talked about Denver, some of their issues. I have some of the same questions with Atlanta. Look at the draft capital you spent on Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Yet you both top 10 picks, yet you want to run the ball 7,000 times. I mean, why, why spend Without that draft Patterson. capital? Why not load up on linemen? Why not take Brees Hall? Why not load up on your defense? I mean, what was the point of drafting these guys when you are barely going to – it reminds me when I coached flag football with, with eight-year-olds, and, and you really couldn't pass. I mean, no, no one could really throw. You just handed it off, handed it off, handed it off. Maybe you sneak in a couple passes here or there. This is what it reminds me of, Noto. So why spend that draft capital on these guys when you aren't even going to use them? They're just out there doing wind sprints, as the kids love to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it whatsoever. Um, I know Mariota's not a great, you know, passer, uh, especially at this stage of his career, but he's got that in him. And I mean, defenses are clearly loading up uh, the box against the run. I mean, man, yeah, I had a bunch of Cincinnati stacks and all of them had bringbacks with London or Pitts last week. And I kept thinking, all right, perfect game script, time to air it out. But nope, run, run, pass on third down, run, run, pass on third down or run on third down. They, they don't mind doing that either. So I don't get it. Um, maybe they're just building their receivers for the future quarterback and uh, not worrying about now. And I get that, you know, if you're playing to the strengths of your team, which is obviously running the ball and you still got to be able to throw the ball a little bit in this day and age shop, any thoughts on this, all that draft capital going to these guys and they are barely getting any usage. It's the same that we talked about with Denver. Like who's making decisions, these decisions. Why, how are these guys so bad at making decisions at this level? I understand this if you're a high school athletic director for a small town and you just kind of got thrown in the job, but you're, you know, these are GMs and coaches for billion dollar franchises that just make poor decisions. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it either, but it's the state of the NFL right now. There's like probably a handful of really good GMs out there and that's it. And it's also, you know, you, you could say uh, they're happy. They're sitting at, you know, three and four is probably better than they thought they would be. But if you don't believe in Mario as a passer, well, then let's give Desmond Ritter a chance. Just just boggles me, uh, baffles me, whatever the word may be. So let's move on. Uh, Battle of Pennsylvania here, Pittsburgh and the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. This one is on the move, opened at Philly minus nine and a half. That has crossed over into double digits. We're now at 10 and a half, uh, total at 43 and a half. So, Chop, we'll stay with you here. Eagles have looked dominant. Uh, Pittsburgh, you, you got to give them credit. They get that win against Tampa. They hang in there against Miami, come up a little bit short here. Big underdogs here once again. What are you doing in this one, Pittsburgh and Philly? Hmm. Yeah, they've played better lately, but now you're getting a team this good coming off of a bye week. This is going to be trouble. So uh, it's a big spread, but, you know, I'm going to think I'm going to use the bye week here and, and hope that the, the Eagles pound them. So I'm going to lock in Philly here as a best bet. I just they're they're just really good. And I think that extra week is going to be the difference here between keeping this game close and absolutely blowing them out. So I'll take Philly. All right, Noto Chop's got uh, Philly rolling here. Again, Pittsburgh's been competitive, but this is a tough test. Uh, Maybe the best team in the NFL right now. Both sides of the ball coming off the bye. Should be nice and fresh here. Big spread. What are you doing here, Steelers-Eagles? Yeah, I think last week's game against uh, the Dolphins was a little misleading. I mean, Miami was able to move the ball a bunch. They just ended up kicking a bunch of field goals instead of scoring touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, you talked about the Eagles coming off the bye. They've been the most dominant team thus far. They're still the only undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, yeah, uh, give me the Eagles. Lock them in as my best bet. All right. I have Chop with Dallas and Philly. Noto with Dallas and Philly. Have I missed anything? I Noto, so. you, all right. Moving on. Uh, speaking of Miami, they are up next. Uh, they hit the road to take on the Detroit Lions. Miami sitting at four and three. Detroit at one and five opened up Miami minus three. That's up to three and a half total at 51 and a half big number here uh, in this one. So 
No, no, you mentioned Miami moved the ball a lot. You know, that first drive, they looked incredible. They they went right down the field and scored, and then it just kind of, you know, stalled from there on out. Now they get about the best matchup that you could ask for, a reeling Detroit Lions team. Clearly question marks with Amonra St. Brown. They said he did not have a concussion, but we know things are a little bit tighter these days. So likely back in the lineup, uh, and we'll have to see on DeAndre Swift, but to me, that that's the the big key in this game. No, no, this offense just looks so much better with those two guys in it. Obviously, without them, Jared Goff looks kind of lost here. Tua and company should be able to shred this defense. So uh, Miami, small road favorite here. What are you doing, Dolphins, Lions? Yeah, I think it's a classic spot where the Dolphins build a big lead and then you know the Lions score a bunch in the second half and maybe they cover the three, maybe they don't. So. I'd feel better if it was just three, but I think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this one. Uh, Tua looked uh, good last week. I think the offense is just much better with him under center. So I'm going to take the over, and uh, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, the Lions overs have just smashed this season, and it doesn't seem like this one's high enough. I'm in agreement with you if those guys are in the lineup. Again, that's yeah. it's been it's been night and day with, with and without and what this offense looks like. And if they're both in, I like the over, but I'm going to lock in a best bet here on this spread. I'm going back on the, the Lions train here. Uh, it just seems like nobody wants to – everybody loved them. Now everybody hates them. Public's going to be all over Miami here uh, with what they've seen with Tua back. Uh, how can they possibly stop Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle? So – I certainly understand those concerns, but I think the Lions with the points at home, like you said, maybe it's a backdoor cover. Maybe they dig that that big hole and have to come back, uh, or maybe they're just competitive here and can win outright. Uh, that would not surprise me here as well. So uh, I am locking in the Lions uh, as a best bet here. Chop, Dolphins, Lions, interesting game, big total. What are you doing here? I also have a best bet for this game. Uh-oh, he's going yeah. on the other side of me here. I am not. I'm taking the Lions, too, because, number one, like I've watched the Dolphins sometimes, and I say, oh, my God, that is such a sharp play design. Look at the way he's getting Tyreek open, or look at the way he's getting Waddle open. But for some reason, like they just can't piece it together for four quarters outside of the Baltimore game, which was all the fourth quarter, comeback, catch up, you know, everything broke perfect for you. I look at – Tua and like there are flashes, but there's no consistency there. Like there's just no consistency. So I'm not super impressed. With, I'm impressed with part parts of their offense, but not as a total. And then Detroit, I think. Now this is all caveat. Uh, it depends on DeAndre Swift. I need Swift back in this lineup bad because if Swift is like Jamal Williams, he's fine. Let's not act like running backs really don't matter. Swift is so superior to everybody else. He makes this thing an offense like can just it makes it a juggernaut of an offense. He's so good behind that offensive line. So I need Swift back in there. But I think the Lions, I mean, you give me the hook too. I think the Lions can win, but not only are you giving me a field goal, you're giving me the hook also. So I got to lock in the Lions here. Yeah, the three and a half certainly helps. So we'll see about Swift. I'm with you on that. Uh, Just taking a look at the money line real quick. uh, Plus 150 here at BetMGM. So don't don't hate that either. Uh, Lions, uh, a best bet uh, for Chop and I. Let's move on. Arizona, Minnesota, next game. This is one of those line movements that a little bit confusing. I mean, this opened up Minnesota minus six. Been bet all the way down to three and a half here in favor of the Vikings. So now small home favorites here. Big totals we'd expect at 49. So, Chop, to see this one move, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, DeAndre Hopkins is back, but we knew he was back. I don't see any major injuries on the Minnesota side unless I miss something here. So uh, any any thoughts on this line movement? Uh, a little weird with, with Arizona going down from six to three and a half here on the road. No, I don't have any clue of why that's happening. So uh, I'm, I'm staying away from the game in general. I think there are points here. I think they're just a better offense with Hopkins out there. So I think they can score on Minnesota. And Minnesota can certainly score on Arizona. So I'd, I'd lean towards the over. And I don't know why this, this thing is going haywire like that, but I'd stay away from it. Yeah, that's kind of my viewpoint as well, is more of a stay away. Uh, Just did get note going back to the Saints. uh, Starting quarterback has been named for week eight, and it is Andy. 
Dalton starting once again here uh, for the New Orleans Saints. So, uh, no, don't comment on that if you want. Uh, this line movement as well uh, is a little confusing here, why it's moved so much. But a Vikings three and a half, big total here. What do you got? Minnesota, Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the Minnesota anyway. So the fact that I'm getting, you know, a better spread at this point, that's fine with me. Uh, I don't really understand the the movement either. Uh, it is good to see John Jay Hopkins back out there. Looked great last week. I mean, a lot of, uh, you know, shorter routes, but uh, he's catching and making people miss, went over 100 yards. Uh, and obviously the splits for Kyler Murray much better with Hopkins in the lineup. But Minnesota coming off the bye, they're playing at home. I just think they're the better offense. And, uh, yeah, Kyler Murray, he's been he's been fine, just not in that first quarter, not in the first half. So, uh, yeah, give me the Vikings. I, I don't have a strong take on it. But uh, looking at the rest of the board, there's not a lot that I like, so I guess I'll lock them in. All right, Vikings it is. And you always mention them, them first quarter, first half bets, uh, never a bad idea. Arizona always seems to, to start slow. Can that continue week in and week out? Probably not, but – uh, something to consider as well here uh, in favor of the Vikings. All right, last game in the early window, back to the AFC East, New England and the Jets. Uh, New England, the favorite here uh, at minus two, opened up at minus one and a half, low total at 40 and a half. Uh, the big news here, obviously, Brees Hall uh, done for the season, torn ACL with the Jets, which absolutely sucks. He was starting to get it going. The Jets have probably been the biggest story, the Jets and the Giants, honestly. Uh, early on, five and two start for this Jets team, powered by Brees Hall in that defense. Now, Noto, what do they do with our Hall? I mean, they still have Michael Carter there. They bring in James Robinson. I don't think the game plan changes a ton. Run the ball, limit what Zach Wilson has to do, uh, and win defensively. The Patriots favored here, though, coming off that loss. So, what do you got here, New England and the Jets? Pulling up the money splits here, I was a little surprised. I thought everybody would be on the Jets after, you know, they've been winning games. They went into Denver. They beat the Broncos. I was obviously on Denver uh, last week, and that did not work out. That was probably one of the bigger mistakes I made all season. But um, I don't know, man. Patriots got some quarterback controversy going on. Uh, They had Mac Jones in there the first couple drives, and then Zappi came in and looked great, and then he looked terrible the rest of the game. So, I'm worried about Brees Hall, but uh, I'll I'll lean with the home team and just ride some of the momentum of the Jets. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I was surprised as well. The bets, the money, all in favor of New England here, but uh, I, I lean the Jets here as well. I'm not locking them in as a best bet. Still want to see what things look like without Brees Hall, who just created big plays. You know, and that, that's what got him that win basically in Denver. That that was the difference. His long touchdown run did the same uh, in Lambeau. So. Uh, can they replicate that uh, with Carter Robinson? We'll see. So, chop the Jets five and two. No Brees Hall. The Patriots coming off of a loss, but they are the road favorites here. What do you got, New England and the Jets? Yeah, first of all, I can't touch New England after that Monday night debacle. They're they're just done. They're just not a good team at all. So can't touch them. But it, it, if you don't think that a running back matters, wait till you see what happens with the Jets here without Brees Hall. He was the thing that was making everything roll, man. So without him, I got a feeling they're going to be in bad, bad shape. And so uh, I'm, 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 I'm not touching this game. Maybe, I, maybe I would take the under here. You know, that's about it. But I would because I can't touch New England. But you're right. The big plays are what was uh, boosting up this offense with Brees Hall because Zach Wilson's terrible. So can't mess with all, Elijah Moore. By the way, he's going to come back this week, but he wants to get out of there. Give the guy the damn ball, man. You can't lose a young wide receiver like this just because you're not getting him the ball. Get him the ball. Like, give it a shot, man. <laughs> Try something different here. So I'm abstaining from the, the side. I'll take the under on the total. But Brees Hall was good, and they're going to see just how much he mattered to that offense this week. Yeah, it's a shame because Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, and these are some talented receivers. You, you put them uh, with a quarterback that's throwing the ball – I'm begging for Green Bay to go get Elijah Moore, DJ Moore. Go get, go get one of these Moores, uh, but no, to no avail. So uh, we did just get note, uh, Mac Jones uh, took 90% of the first team snaps uh, for New England. So there you go. If you're wondering if there's a controversy, I think Zappy was the, the story for about 15 minutes, and then uh, it got ugly quick. So uh, no surprise that they would be going back to Mac Jones. So keep an eye on that. Uh, as you progress towards Sunday. All right, let's get into the afternoon games. We got Tennessee 
uh, in Houston coming up next. Uh, Tennessee, two-point favorites here on the road. That's down from three and a half at open. The total, a uh, low one as you'd expect at 40 and a half. So Chop will stay with you. Tennessee, one of them boring victories uh, against the Colts, uh, 19 to 10 last week. Houston was competitive uh, in Vegas, was feeling good about my Houston pick till they kind of started turning the ball over uh, and things went off the rails here. So expecting another ugly game here. Derrick Henry likely a popular play this week against this bad Houston team. Is he enough, Chop? Is he the reason uh, Tennessee gets the W here? I think so. And I know this is probably a super, super square pick, but if we're going to drop below a field goal, I'm going to have to lock in Tennessee here. Uh, I don't think they win by much more than a field goal, but uh, I think I think they do walk away with a win here. Houston's been good most of the year, like competitive, but you know Tennessee just they just they have such a good coaching system, a good, good culture in place. They just know how to win. So uh, I've, I was looking at some of the stats the other day. I don't have them in front of me, but Derrick Henry crushes this defense uh, the last few years or last several meetings. So I got a feeling he's going to be more than a handful for Houston here. And uh, Tennessee just knows how to win games. So I, I think they'll eke it out. And if, if you eke it out in the NFL, that usually means, means field goal. Field goal does us perfectly fine here. So I'm, I'm going to lock in Tennessee. I think I'm with you. I'm not locking in a best. Is that a best bet, Chop? Yep, going to be a best bet. All right. I'm not going that far, but I am with you. And I, I've been a supporter of this Houston team. They've been competitive. I still think they'll be competitive here. But I don't know if they're going to stop Derrick Henry. I'm going to I'm going to pull up some game logs here while, while Noto's talking. But, uh, Noto, I'm on the Tennessee side here as well. Uh, what are you doing here, Titans and Texans? Yeah, I mean, this is a slam dunk for me. Give me the Titans. Uh, they've given the ball to Derrick Henry 58 times just on the ground the last two games. The Texans are dead last in rush defense DVOA. They're one of the worst teams in defensive adjusted line yards. And uh, I just haven't seen anything, uh, you know, from Davis Mills this season. He looked pretty good in his rookie season, hasn't done much. I mean, Damian Pierce has been awesome. They're going to give him the ball a bunch. But I love Tennessee in this spot. Uh, I'll take it by double digits. Give me some offense spreads in this one. All right. You guys remember the graphic of Derrick Henry in high school and, and the ridiculous yeah. stats? Well, his game logs against Houston look about the same. So <laughs> this guy has gone for over 200 yards in each of the last three against the Houston Texans. Mm. 250 uh, in the last game, 212 uh, in 2020, 211 rushing yards in 2019. Eight or seven touchdowns over that time as well. Multiple touchdowns on each and every game. So 200 plus yards, multiple touchdowns each and every time. Titans certainly look like they're in a good spot. Uh, Derrick Henry. uh, I know you want want you a receiver down there in Green Bay. My sources are telling me Brandon Cooks is is on the chopping block here. Yeah. Cold weather. You don't want Cooks in cold weather. Yeah, Cooks, exactly. Oh, he was an Oregon Oregon State guy. He's good in cold weather, man. He's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm the thing about the price, he could years. probably he could probably do one of those deals where you swap like a fifth round pick. You know, ours is earlier, so you can have our fifth round. We'll take yours, and you can have Brandon Cook. Look, like I'm trying to off Cooks off on me, I, I, dude. Cooks would look like a freaking Randy Moss right now compared to some of the guys that Aaron Rodgers is. So would to. I. <laughs> exactly. Take a shot at no. I don't give up any dra- don't give up any draft because are, are we sure I mean, it's not Rodgers? No, no oh, way, I'm man. Not, I'm not sure it's not right. There's no, no, I don't think so. Right. No. He's got to take some of the blame here. I did. I'll tell you this much. I did. I did hear a telling stat today when you pull up PFF and the time, uh, the, the amount of time you have to get rid of the ball. His is like second worst to Tom Brady in the NFL this year. Offensive line letting him down too. Wide receivers are not good, not getting open. Obviously, what, what would you expect when you – Alan Lazard is your number one, and he's a, a a run blocker is his best asset. But he don't have any, you know the time. He needs the time. He he's not scrambling around doing the things he used to do. Yeah, uh, no thanks on Brandon Cooks. Uh, Rogers certainly has to own some of that. I'll I'll stick with my uh, hopes from uh, Elijah or DJ Moore. Although I don't think we're getting either of them, but uh, we shall see. So Derrick Henry, fire him up this week with confidence against the Houston Texans. Next game, the upstart. 
Uh, two upstarts here. Uh, the Giants six and one, Seattle four and three. They are colliding in our next game. This thing opened up. Seattle minus two and a half. That is up to minus three total at 45 in this one. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. I mean, Geno Smith on one side, Daniel Jones on the other. Two of the better teams in the NFC, record-wise at least. Saquon's been a story. Ken Walker's been a story. So, lots of storylines here. Giants, Seahawks, Chop. Let's boil it down. Who are we betting on in this one? It's a very interesting game, isn't it? All we've heard now for like the past four weeks, well, the Giants are the worst 3-1 and one team we've ever seen. They're the worst 4-1 and one team ever. They're the worst 5-1 and one team ever. Now they're the worst 6-1 and one team. They just keep finding a way to win. So I give them credit for that. But it is a generally a pretty bad roster outside of Saquon. Don't know how they're pulling it off, but they are. I wanted to take Seattle. No way can I touch Seattle, though, without Metcalf. You just lost one of your biggest, if not your biggest weapon, although Kenneth Walker is excellent. We knew that coming out of Michigan State, but he's looked every bit the part. So uh, it's a toss-up for me right there without Metcalf, so I'm not going to touch that aspect of it. I don't really have a lean on it. If I was going to lean one thing or another, I'd say without Metcalf and with the Giants not being great offensively, I'd probably lean under 44.5, but as far as that spread, I mean, a field goal, yeah, that's about right for me. I got a best bet here. They don't oh. need DK Metcalf. They got the great Marquise Goodwin out there oh doing her scoring touchdown. Slate breaker. So Slate breaker Goodwin. Who, who needs DK Metcalf when you got Marquise Goodwin? I'm locking in Seattle here uh, at home. I, I just think this is a good spot for them. Giants, yes, they've been great. Daniel Jones has been a good story. They're, they're playing well, but it's been a lot of ugly games here. And Seattle, kind of the same. But Seattle's wins have been more impressive to me. I mean, go and, and beat the Chargers who – for all their issues, they're still a very good team. I like Seattle in the spot. Metcalf, obviously, a, a big loss here. But, uh, no, no, I'm locking in the Seahawks. Uh, best bet. What do you got here, Giants and Seahawks? Yeah, outside of the Eagles, how bad is the NFC this year? Oh, terrible. Jeez, uh, these teams are 6-1 and one and 4-3. and three. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't like either team. I don't like either side. I'll just take the over because Seattle's defense is bad, and I don't know. Uh, no conviction whatsoever. So sorry, guys. Hey, you're good, man. So you don't have to have conviction on every game. That, that's the thing. So uh, another report here coming in. Adam Schefter, no practice for Debo Samuel today as of Wednesday. We'll be talking about the Niners you know, here uh, coming up shortly. So uh, Nodo has, uh, you know, he, he kind of touched a nerve there talking about the NFC. And First of and, all, and the, the Cowboys and the, Cowboys. the NFC beast. Oh. It's not the NFC East. It's the NFC beast. But it's not like they're just beating up on the NFC. The Giants beat Tennessee. They beat Baltimore and Jacksonville. So they're taking it out on the AFC too. I mean, they're squeaking. I, I don't believe in them either, but they're beating up on the AFC too. I thought Chop was going to come with a, a Dallas Cowboys rant there. You're, you're leaving out my team as an NFC contender. No, nah, they're not really a contender. Just they're not a contender yet. Uh, yeah, I know but I got I, nothing to say. That, I, I do know sure. this much. I know we locked in Dallas already, and I totally forgot about this. I don't think Zeke plays this week. I think that's good for our bet. We're going to get a full Tony Pollard. So, in fact, if you guys are out there and you want to lock that one in before they officially rule out Zeke, I can't, I can't imagine that that line goes down. I imagine it would go up. Like a full Pollard load is so oh, much better than boy. splitting with Zeke. Now, I don't want it for the full year because I want to keep Pollard healthy and, you know, Still got the spring in a step late in the year, but this is good for our one-week bet right here. Another, uh, the rich get richer here. The updates are just pouring in as we record. The Philadelphia Eagles have made a trade. They have acquired defensive end Robert Quinn. Thoughts? For me? Yeah, from anybody. Uh, I'm not... For, I, I don't have to, I can't give any love to the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles. They're in the <laughs> NFC, but I don't know, man. Like I have to, I'd have to pull up his numbers. Last last time I remember Robert Quinn, he was flopping around the field for Dallas, and then they had to get rid of him midseason. So I don't know if I'm super impressed by that. Here's why I like it: is that defensive line is loaded, and you don't need full snaps out of anybody. So if you you can get a nice rotational, you know, keep him fresh. I think it just makes a, a strong position even stronger. So don't hate the trade. Don't have the details of what they gave up on it right now, but 
Uh, just a, a team just beefing up. So, Noto, any quick thoughts on that? Yeah, just pulled up their schedule. They're going to be touchdown favorites this week, and then they play the Texans, then the Commanders, then the Colts, then Green Bay at home, Tennessee, New York, Chicago. I mean, they're going to be probably undefeated when they meet up with uh, Dallas week 16. So They legit might go undefeated into the playoffs, yeah. and that's going to be very, very heartbreaking for them at some point. Because they ain't get they ain't winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't. I'm with you. They might go on a run undefeated. I mean, there's always a you get tripped up somewhere along the line, but uh, it would be fun. It, you know, but then we got to watch it. The '72 Dolphins and the Champagne, same old story. So uh, we'll see. Giants notes while we're here. To no surprise, no practice today for Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony. I don't. I don't think these dudes are ever going to play uh, for these Giants. So. Uh, quick note there. All right, Washington, Indy up next for us here. We got Colts uh, at minus three here. That's down from five and a half at open total at 39 and a half. So another low total game to no surprise, Noto. You know, when you got Taylor Heineke on one side and Sam Ellinger on the other side, the newly minted uh, starting quarterback here for the Colts. They have benched Matt Ryan for the remainder of the season. No, no, you figure this one out for me. Commanders, Colts, I don't have much here. This is a stay away for me. I have no idea uh, how this one plays out. So what do you got here, Washington and Indianapolis? I need to hear Chop's uh, scouting report on uh, Ellinger. I think he's a, a running quarterback, right? He's got some mobility. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, – you know his best asset is that he's just a winner. That's what they would say about Ellinger. I don't know. I wasn't all. I was never really impressed with him at the University of Texas. He can run a little bit. He's not a fast runner. He's just a strong runner. Uh, I never did like his passing very much, but I'll give I'll give these guys props. They're not just sitting on Matt Ryan, who's obviously looks like dust right now, and just letting the year go by and punting it away. At least they're making a move and making an effort. But Ellinger's scouting report is if if he's still the same guy he was around the Texas Times, he's he can run a little bit, not great, but he can run a little bit. And then uh, he struggles as a passer, man. I don't know. But he's got some weapons to throw to, so we'll see. How many times do you think this team has picked up the phone and called Andrew Luck? I know that he's like is, half the size he used to be. I mean, he, he's he's shrunken down. But do you think they're still making that call? No, no. I mean, they love these uh, veteran reclamation projects, so uh, maybe they're, they're they're trying to get him. But I don't know. For me, the the fewer times the Colts throw the ball, the better, and they're probably not going to be throwing as much. They don't need 50 pass attempts a game when you have Jonathan Taylor. So I'll take the home team. I think uh, it's an addition by subtraction with, uh, with Ryan out. Chase Young expected to return soon. Not going to be this week, but a note here for, uh, for Washington. Uh, get some some strength back on that defense. Chop, th- this is a clear stay away for me. Uh, Noto prefers the Colts. What do you got here, Washington and Indy? It's not a best bet, but I would lean the Colts. Maybe there's some some uh, a little bit of juice infused into this offense now. There's Ellinger, who's, like I said, not good, but then maybe you do what you do best and you know turn, turn around, hand the ball off, and – I let Matt, Matt Ryan's arm looked like dust. At least Ellinger has a strong arm. It's not very accurate, but at least it's strong. So maybe that can open some things up. Uh, the bigger thing for me with Matt Ryan, or not just Matt Ryan, but the Colts, how much draft equity have they given up over the last few years bringing in veteran quarterbacks? Not just taking a shot on them, but, man, they've given up. They've swapped some draft picks in the first round to bring in these guys, and none of these guys have worked out. That's a shame what they've done with their draft capital to bring in these guys, man. Yeah, uh, for sure. This, this, I don't, I don't like this game at all. So a uh, quick update, fourth round pick uh, to the bears for Robert Quinn. So not a bad trade uh, in my opinion. So let's move on. Niners and Rams up next. Another game with some major line movement. This thing opened up Rams minus two and a half. It has swung all the way to Niners. Minus one and a half. So big four point swing here. Total at 43. Chop will stay with you here. Niners have had their number. I mean, it, the Rams got it done when it mattered in the NFC Championship. But all in all, uh, this has been a series dominated by the Niners. Uh, I'm sure that explains some of the line movement. We had that Debo Samuel note earlier. Uh, so keep an eye out on that. I do have my last best bet. 
teed up for this game. But Chop, I want to go to you here. Uh, in division game, big game. Both teams uh, kind of sitting there right around 500. Uh, who you got here, Niners and Rams? Uh, I also have my last best bet, and it's also teed up for this game right here. Uh, See if we're going head to head or are we on the same side? I hate, I hate, I hate taking a pick against a team that's had a little bit of time off a bye week to refresh their battery and get some things going. But this just sets up too well for the Niners here. Uh oh, we're putting heads here, Chop. I've got to go. Like the team coming off by them, that's nice and all, but like like you said, uh, what is it, McVay versus uh, Shanahan? McShanahan owns him, owns him. And if not for like dropped interception and some other fluky stuff, he would have won. They would have been in the Super Bowl instead of the Rams last year. And uh, and I also say that in limited time on the field last week, McCaffrey looked electric, like unstoppable. Another week of that, getting some more plays in, in the repertoire. Buddy. And then the Rams are also going to limp in with another offensive line injury. I hate taking a team come uh, going against a team coming off of a bye week like this or, but uh, yeah, I got to go. I got to go 49ers here, man. Just too much stuff going for me. All right. I'm going on the other side and you make some valid points. You know, things are definitely stacked up uh, against me and the Rams here in this one, the, the domination by Shanahan here. Some of the injuries with the Rams, they just have not looked right. And even Stafford, going back to preseason, there were concerns about him. But this is a simple fade to public for me. Sean McVay with two weeks to get ready. You know, I, I, I do believe in him as a coach. So I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, 75, 80% of the bets coming in on the Niners here. I'm going to be on the, the lonely uh, away from the public island here, Noto. So settle the debate. Niners, Rams, what do you got? Uh, I was going to go with my best bet on the Niners as well. Uh, for Man. me, I mean, look, Cam Akers is no longer in the picture. I don't think their running game is going to be very good. You get a lot of uh, pressure on Stafford, and we've seen him, you know, kind of struggle this season. Uh, even their last win, I mean, against the Panthers, it was a pretty close game there until the end. So, yeah, talk about McCaffrey. The offense should be good. Uh, Shanahan, Onan, McVay, all, everything kind of lines up for the Niners, which does scare me. Um, but I'll, I'll be a square. Easy. I'll, I'll easy. be a square. I'll be a square. You guys told me the same thing last week. <laughs> Kansas City was too easy against San Francisco, and there we go. I'm going on the other side. I'm I'm going away from you guys. Two on the Niners, one on the Rams here. So if you're out there listening, maybe, maybe just to stay away. You just you just root us on, and uh, we'll see who comes out on top here. All right, Sunday Night Football, my Green Bay Packers. Oh. Back in action uh, in Buffalo. Talk about line movement and this thing. And this is the importance of scores and odds. Now, this opened up Buffalo minus eight and a half. Their spreads as low as 10 and a half. Where's also a 12. And that is what we're sitting at here at BetMGM. So, yeah, it's a point, point and a half. But that makes a difference over the long run. Total at 47 and a half. Derek, we'll stay with you. Gave you Washington last week against Green Bay. I don't have a best bet locked in here. Again, I do worry they're going to get blown out in this one, but maybe they show up. I mean, this first time Aaron Rodgers has been a double-digit underdog uh, in his career here, but Buffalo coming off the bye, they've been so good on both sides of the ball. This Green Bay offense looks bad. The defense looks bad. I'm staying away from this personally, but what do you got here, Green Bay and Buffalo Sunday Night Football? All right, I like that stat. Uh, first time Rodgers has been a double-digit underdog. We also saw Mahomes against the Bills earlier this season. First time in his career he was a home underdog, and the Bills uh, covered that spread. So I'm going with the better team. I'll take the Bills. I'm not locking them in. Uh, this would obviously be a huge kickstart for the Packers if they could get the job done. But, I mean, Bills are just dominant both ends of the ball. This might be one I look for alternative lines. I, I hate to bury my team, but I could see them getting absolutely throttled here, uh, if anything. So if I do bet it, that's probably the way that I will go is look for those 20s, 21s, and I uh, hope Buffalo kind of rolls them here. And any, if anything, hey, it pushes us towards a better draft pick. Who knows? But uh, chop my Packers, any shot here against this juggernaut Buffalo team? To win the game, no, but that's a massive spread, so I'm going to stay away from it. I, I would lean Buffalo, but very, very small lean. 
All right, let's go to Monday Night Football. Cincinnati and Cleveland, the last game we got on the docket here, opened up Cincy. Minus two and a half. That has climbed to three and a half total at 47. So, Chop, Joe Burrow has looked outstanding. Uh, they put him in the shotgun for almost all of the game, and the numbers have just been ridiculous here. So, uh, another good matchup. This Cleveland defense has been terrible here. Cincy, small road favorites. Are you buying Burrow and company here? Uh, I buy them in general, but in this particular game, uh, if you're going to say throw that hook in there at three and a half, I would lean towards the Browns. I don't have a best bet, but I, I would say the Browns here. Uh, you know, up on the road, getting more than more than a field goal and a, and a hook. I would take the Browns here. Just I, Bengals are okay; they're good, but uh, I got I could really see Nick Chubb stepping up, having one of those patented big games, and Browns are just kind of biding their time. They just need to hang on to like. A couple games under 500 until Deshaun gets back, and then they're going to be in good shape. So I think they, I think they really make a game out of this and possibly pull off the upset. Yeah, I mean it's kind of the proverbial must win. I'm with you. I don't love that. That, but if you're two and six, two and seven, he comes back, you're already dead and gone. So uh, big spot here, Noto. Finish this up, uh, Cincy and Cleveland. What do you got? I am buying into Cincinnati's resurgence. I'm going to take them as uh, three points on the road. They can build a lead. I just I don't have a ton of you know faith in Brissett as a as a guy that's gonna make a big comeback. So uh, I'll take uh, I like what you said about the shotgun. I mean they've been exclusively shotgun the last two weeks and it's worked wonders uh, for Burrow both uh, in terms of his efficiency and you know time in the pocket. So I like that. I don't really trust the Browns' defense at this point. Is that a best bet? That's my last best bet. Yep. All righty. The best bets are locked in. So we'll do a quick recap of those. Notorious has Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota, San Francisco, and Cincinnati. Chop, Dallas, Philadelphia, Detroit, Tennessee, and San Francisco. And I am on Atlanta, Dallas, Detroit, Seattle, and the Rams. So best bets here uh, for this week. Uh, let's hope to get back on track. In first six weeks, uh, we were rocking it. One minor blip uh, in the radar. We'll get it back going here this week. All right, guys, final thoughts. We're at a little bit over an hour, not as many bye weeks uh, this week, but uh, cranked it all out. Noto, final thoughts for the people. Week eight, what do you got? Yeah, look at the bounce back. Can't be much worse than last week, and that's just kind of the nature of uh, NFL betting, DFS, all that stuff. You can always bounce back the next week. But uh, for my hot take, Derrick Henry continues his 200-plus yards against the Texans, and, uh, you know, they win by double digits. So hit those uh, alternate lines. Yeah, I like that. I mean, seeing those game logs, uh, Derrick Henry now. I'm not a huge Derrick Henry guy, but uh, the matchup, Houston's been terrible against the run. Jacobs went nuts on him uh, last week, so I like that. Chop, final thoughts, week eight. What do you got, buddy? Final thoughts are that uh, that Bengals-Browns game on Monday Night Football also takes place on Halloween, and this is your oh, annual reminder. You your annual reminder if you're an adult without kids and you still dress up, you are a certified goofball. <laughs> Chop's favorite holiday. I forgot. We usually have a little Halloween uh, special here. So uh, we'll get a Halloween recap uh, from Chop and Noto uh, on next week's show. So uh, if you are out, I, I kind of agree with Chop. I'm, I'm not the, the dress up guy. I mean, let's. Leave that for the kids. I always walk around with the kids. We have a good time. But some people put too much effort uh, into this. They, they love Halloween. Just, I, I don't know. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. But thank you so much for listening. Best of luck here with your bets and your DFS uh, in week eight. For Chop, for Noto, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you to our friends over at BetMGM. Go check out scoresandodds.com, and let's win some bets this week. Thank you so much for listening. We are out. Kick off the new pro football season with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up at BetMGM using bonus code GRINDERS and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan 
disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 in Tennessee or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi and Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York.